Good morning, friends. How are you guys? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it will be February 20th. Oh my gosh, where is the year going? Oh, it's going so quickly. Oh man, wow. Anyway, guys, enough of that uh, moment there. Um, I told you guys I want to be talking about humility today. I, I wasn't planning on talking about this stuff either, honestly. But uh, it just has kind of come up, um, you know, as I was thinking about the transitions that we make, you know, going from the victim dynamic, the victim mindset to the empowerment, the empowerment mindset, you know, thinking about the ingredients that we need, you know, through those transitions. Because as I was sharing yesterday, you guys, when you face the reality of yourself, of being a victim or being a persecutor or being a rescuer, the emotions, the thoughts and the emotions that are associated with that can feel really heavy, right? You can feel like, oh man, I'm such a loser, right? You can feel that shame where, you know, you attached yourself worth to your behaviors that way. So therefore you're not worthy because you weren't perfect or whatever. Um, you know, you can feel condemnation. You can point out you're wrong. Your mind, will, your mind will seem to go through every scenario and every situation that you exhibited being a rescuer or being a persecutor or being a victim and remind you of all those things. And, um, you know, it's, it can get pretty intense, you guys, but that is the beauty of God's grace, right? We talked about what God's grace was yesterday in the podcast. I hope you guys checked it out and we discussed that. And so the other thing I realized that kind of goes hand in hand with this is that whole idea of humility. And I want to talk to you guys, um, a little bit about, you know, what I've come to understand about humility, um, as a Christian over the last few years. Um, I really didn't know what humility was. Um, the way I lived it out was sort of like a doormat mentality, you know, being humble as far as, um, you know, not acknowledging, uh, being humble was not acknowledging, uh, my gifts or my strengths that God has put in me, you know, not utilizing my talents. It was like, oh, you know, all glory be to God, which it was, you know, don't take this wrong, you guys, but, you know, um, not acknowledging the fact that when you're with God, it's, you're yoked with him, right? You're both pulling the cart. You're both putting in the energy, you know, and that's why it tells us, the Bible says over and over again, that God will not forget the things that we've done, right? We're going to be rewarded for the things we've done, right? And so I guess what I mean is we have to be able to acknowledge the effort that we put into this transformation, you know, and um, that the the progress that we've made and, you know, give ourselves the grace that we need, um, you know, I, I, um, how can I say this? Integrating God's grace, accepting the grace that he has for us um, because we're not all knowing you guys. And because of that, we're going to have the outcomes in our life that we're not proud of, that we're unashamed, about, that we're unashamed or we're sh- we feeling shamed. Some people, <laughs> you know, you can feel unashamed and like, oh, wait a second. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have done it that way. Right. But anyway, um, you know, just realizing that there are certain things that happen in your life that you're not proud of, that you, that you can regret and be like, man, man, I wish I would have done it different. But, uh, you know, that's what God's grace is for. It's for those areas of your life where you were not aware of what you were lacking or how you were perceiving a situation that resulted in that outcome that you're now aware of and you regret or you're ashamed of or you're whatever you're feeling at the moment that's going to try to put you into isolation and fear, right? And so let's talk about humility today, you guys. But before we get into that, I want to pray with you guys and uh, we'll, we'll have the conversation. Uh, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you teach us these things as we go. Lord, even in you, we're not all knowing to the information 
of how to apply these things, Lord. You know, we do our best and then we sometimes hit a wall or we're not thriving like you say we will or we're not having life abundantly or we're not experiencing the freedom that you say. And you know what, God, I just pray that we can have the grace that we really need for ourselves in those times where we realize that we weren't seeing you the way that you really are and we've come to reality into terms with with that, God. So I, I pray that we can just internalize your grace and accept our limitations that, you know, we don't know what we think we know sometimes and uh, just that we will accept what we need from you, Lord. Um, I pray you'll continue to give us a new perspective on ourselves and our relationship with you and how we perceive things. Help us to see, Lord, how we're perceiving something right now that's stealing, killing, and destroying us. Give us the grace that we need, Lord, and um, just that humble spirit, God, to receive what we need from you, Lord. A different perspective, God. Life is in the thoughts, Lord. You tell us all the time to take our thoughts captive, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so, Lord, I just ask that you will help us to do that. Lord, we want to have life. We want to live out the purpose you have for us. We want to be healed, Lord. We don't want to deny what you've came to give us. And Lord, forgive us for the times that we live that way when we deny the healing that we need because, you know, sometimes the pain of, you know, going through the change, it, it's real. Being hurt physically, we feel it just as much emotionally as we uncover the areas that we've been hurt, you know? It's, and so God, I pray that we'll have the courage we need to heal ourselves, heal our lives, heal ourselves and give ourselves grace where we just didn't know. We don't know what we know now. So I pray, Lord, that you'll give us the grace. Help us to be humble. Help us to be encouraged, God. You give grace to the humble. So if we need any more grace, we need more humility, Lord. So help us to be humble, God, in that way. And just to humble ourselves before you, God, to receive what we need, Lord, and to live the lives that you want us to live, to be able to give grace to other people, Lord, in this way. A lot of people, Lord, out there struggle, Lord. So I pray that we can overcome our struggles, get the healing we need in our life, God, so we can be the body of Christ. We can all be interdependent, know our function, know our role, and then be blessed by the other roles that we don't play, that we need from other people as well. So help us to appreciate each other in that way. Help us to know what we offer, the value that we offer, as well as what we need from other people that we don't possess on our own, God. So we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, that we can come before you, your throne of grace, and ask you for anything and everything, and you always show up, God. Help us to wait in expectation today for you to work in our lives, Lord. So we love you, we thank you, and we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So you guys, yesterday, I just had a couple thoughts about humility, and this is what came to mind. Humility, an attitude of surrender and strength. And you might be thinking, well, okay, well, why is that, Ashley? Why Why would you look at it like that? Well, I, I wanna share that with you guys. First of all, you know, let's talk about surrender, right? What is surrender, right? It's the letting go process. Letting go of accepting reality, <laughs> without judgment, um, you know, that uncertainty and just being, being okay with it, just surrendering your perspective of a situation, right? Especially when, because sometimes you know your perspective about something is stealing, killing, and destroying you, but you don't want to surrender it because it feels safer to think that way and feel, and feel that way because you've always lived that way, so you know what to expect, right? But, you know, true surrender is like, you know what? I acknowledge this pain. It's my responsibility to rid it out of my life so help me to surrender the way I'm thinking and processing so I can be a new creation Lord like you say so surrender and submission kind of go hand in hand you guys and so the archaic definition of submission just simply means acknowledgement of error and I really love that definition because the truth at the end of the day is every single human being will err right not intentionally and I know that 
because I know that we're not born all knowing. We all have different experiences and through those experiences, we interpret the world differently, right? And so I can appreciate that about people that, you know, everybody's really just doing the best they can every single day. Um, Everybody wakes up. I would hope that most people wake up and say, you know what, I'm just gonna do my best today. And, um, you know, I know some people that don't, you get, that's called depression. Okay. You, that's gotta, that's a whole nother podcast, you guys. But, you know, let's just say that even for you, you didn't wake up and say, I want to screw my life up or screw my relationships up or have all this stuff going on in your life that you don't like. That was never your intention. Okay. So, um, these things that happen in life, these errors that are going to occur because of our lack of knowledge that's just the way it is when you live in a world that has the knowledge of good and evil. That's a hard reality, but there's nothing more than we, we, that's the only thing we can accept. We have to surrender to the fact that we live in a world that has the knowledge of good and evil. And because of that, you know, there's going to be things that are going to happen in our life, in our relationships that happen just in error and ignorance, you know, straight up. And so we have to kind of just be willing to acknowledge acknowledge that and then just acknowledge the air within ourselves and to and to realize you know I don't know everything I don't know everything about life or that person or that situation or you know and think about anything in your life uh my friend uh Casey likes this being Eve she's got a great podcast you guys being Eve and she did an episode that just released today which would be February 6th and she was talking about learned behavior and how you know if you're struggling with something Um, you can expose yourself to new perspectives and information. And she mentioned the fact, you know, money, what money mindset was uh, something that, you know, was kind of a struggle in her home. Her parents had sacrificed to put them through private school. And, and so money was in and then it was gone, you know, so it was stressful. Right. And I definitely can relate to that. I grew up in an environment where money came in or money and then it was gone, but money wasn't used for its function. So then that caused stress. So there was always stress. Money was always stress. I accumulated money and stress. It was hand in hand. And so anyway, she was saying, you know, if you want a different mindset about things, you got to expose yourself to new information. So anyway, you guys, it's just kind of um, realizing that there's new perspectives out there. I can't, I don't even remember where I was just going with that. You guys, I totally lost my thought on that. But anyway, acknowledgement of air, being in submission, um, and that, you know, we don't have to, we can acknowledge our air and we can also realize that there's other perspectives out there that we can take. So anyway, let's talk about humility, right? So there's these things that go hand in hand with humility. We've got surrender, which is just a letting go, right? Letting go of your perspectives that aren't serving you, right? Things that are not giving you life. Things that are stealing, killing and destroying you need to be surrendered, right? Uh, mindsets that are, that are destroying you. Um, memories that destroy you. Sometimes you just have to learn to reconceptualize it, um, you know, and look at it from a different angle. That's why it's really important to expose yourself to new ideas, right? God says his people die for lack of knowledge. We are in the information age. There's absolutely no excuse why people can lay around and perish anymore, right? There are so many things out there. God's grace in its various forms is on fire out in the world right now. There are people out there who have, you know, committed themselves to share with other people the process they went through to get from where they were at the bottom you know and now living a fulfilling life and having wholeness and healing and life and joy and peace and all those things that we seek especially as Christians right come on you guys we should be exhibiting this way more than anybody else in the world right because we got the Holy Spirit we've got the all-knowing God inside of us who can unlock all these things for us that we're seeking it's just a matter of us kind of acknowledging that we need what he came to give us right anyway so 
submission to, you know, surrender, submission, acknowledgement of your heir. And the other thing, um, uh, so, okay, we talked about surrender and then now we're going to talk about strength. Now, when I talk about strength, I'm not, I'm not thinking of like a physical strength. I'm, I'm thinking more of like a, this inner resolve type of strength, courage. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say strength is courage. I'm going to equate those two things together. Now, if, I don't know if you guys have ever read any of Brene Brown's books, but she's got a really great book. Um, Daring Greatly and The Gifts of Imperfection. Those two in particular were really good. Um, I also finished Braving the Wilderness. Um, that's a really great book too, you guys. But anyway, she talks about the the definitions of words and uh, courage. You know, comes there's this Latin word cur, C-O-R, which means heart. And back in the day, um, to have courage meant to tell your story with your whole heart, to live with your whole heart, okay? Now, why is that a struggle for people? What is in your heart? Think about all the things that are in your heart. You've got joy and pain in your heart. You know, a lot of people bury themselves, right? And so to live with your whole heart is, is kind of scary, right? Because, you know, maybe there were times, excuse me, you guys, where you did that and the response in the outside world wasn't exactly what you expected, you know, so you went into hiding or whatever. But uh, to have that real courage to face yourself, not only the good things that are in you, but also the things in you that are pain, so you can really begin to reconceptualize that because God says he's come to heal us. He's the great physician. So you, in order for you to really heal, you have to be able to look at your situation like that thing that caused the pain from a different perspective, right? Well, I don't want to do it because I could get hurt again. Well, you're already living in hurt because you're simply thinking about the hurt that you've had. So you're still living in hurt regardless of getting hurt again. You're still living in a hurt state, right? Because of, you're still thinking about that memory and thinking that, you know, though this is true still. Right. When that may have happened before in the past, but it ain't happening right now. That may have happened with that person, but it's not happening with this person, this relationship. Right. You're just sort of living in autopilot, protecting yourself. Anyway, you guys, I'm not going to get into that right now, but just having the courage to face yourself in that way. Right. Having the courage to tell your story with your whole heart and expose yourself to the Lord in this way, you guys. And so Proverbs 22, 4 says this humility is the fear of the Lord. It's wages are riches and honor and life. And I was like, wow, did you guys know that? Did you guys know that humility is the fear of the Lord? And that has a semicolon. It's wages are riches, honor and life. So you're like, wait a second. What the heck? Well, fear, you know, what, what do you mean? Fear of the Lord. Let, let's get some clarity on fear, right? There's two different types of fear. You guys, if, if humility is the fear of the Lord, then you got to understand what fear you're living by in the Lord, if that makes sense. And I talked about this on a YouTube video before. We've I've discussed this, but it's definitely worth bringing up again. Let's talk about fear. So there's two different emotions for fear. Nope, there's one, a distressing um, emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, or pain. Okay. Whether the threat is real or imagined, or there's reverential awe, especially towards God right? Reverence. Uh, what's reverence? Deep respect tinged with awe. What is awe? Speechless amazement. Wow. Mind blowing. So you can either be living in this distressing emotional, uh, state because you perceive danger, evil, or pain. So in your relationship with God, do you see him as danger, evil, or pain? Any three of those. You may not see God as evil, but you may see him as pain as far as if I don't do what God says, I'm going to get in trouble. 
right? So you have this like sort of that barrier already between you and him in that way. You don't remember that while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you, right? Oh, now all of a sudden that you're aware of God, you got to get it together. Bro, you didn't have it together before you became aware of God in your life and you ain't dead, right? So you got to understand, you know, that your perception of God is what's going to keep you from God. And so be honest with yourself. How are you seeing him? It says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And if humility is the fear of the Lord, but you are saying that you're living by this fear of impending danger or pain or evil, then you're not walking in humility. If that makes any sense. Because it says it's wages, our riches, honor, and life. If you think that God is a threat to you or going to cause you pain or danger, do you really think that's going to result in wages that are riches, honor, and life? What is that doing to you when you think that God is going to put you in danger, evil, or pain? How does that impact the outcome of your life if you see God as a source of pain, right? Even if it's like, oh, if I don't do right, he's going to cause me pain. You're going to be religious, right? You're going to be living under scrupulous care. You know, guys know what scrupulous means? It means fear of doing wrong, right? Being extra careful, extra cautious. You weren't living extra cautious before Christ came into your life, right? You weren't. You were doing your own thing. That should never change. In the sense of you should be as free as you were to sin as you are free to live in his grace now, if that makes any sense. He already knew who you were when he called you. Now you should be able to take that same, I'm going to live how I want and that same freedom and say, wow, Lord, while I was still a sinner, you died for me. You give me grace. You've drawn me, you drew me in. You've given me practical wisdom. You loved me when I couldn't even love myself or when other people didn't even love me or you perceived people didn't love you or whatever, right? Whatever that thing was that drew you in. God says he's going to draw all people to himself. How do you think he's going to do that? He's going to do that by the sin that you acknowledge in your life, right? The you, the lack of you living by the knowledge of God and the results that it reaps in your life, the disaster, right? The pain, the suffering, the fear, the isolation, the shame. If you're experiencing any of that, I can guarantee that there's an area of your life where you desperately need the knowledge of God because when you have the knowledge of God, it's going to bring you life. That's just the way it goes. But if you're not having life and having abundantly, I can guarantee you're living by the wrong fear, which is this impending danger. You see God is dangerous, which is not in humility, which is going to lead to what? Stealing, killing, and destroying. That's exactly what the enemy does. So let's look at the other definition, right? Of fear. Humility is the fear of the Lord. So if we, if we insert the other definition of fear, as far as reverential awe, especially towards God, right? Reverence, deep respect, tinged with awe, speechless, wow, mind-blowing. If you really know who God says he is, because he tells you who he is. Like, God ain't playing when you read the Old Testament. He's very clear on who he says he is. I, I'm God. There's no other. He's very, very, very straight up, Okay. It is no mystery to who this God is that you serve when you read the Bible. This is why it's important to read it because you're getting to know the character of the one you say you serve, right? You get to know his character, but then, you know, you also get to know his character towards you, right? How we used to be an enemy of God and how he, he took it upon himself, right? His grace is his goodwill towards you, his goodwill that he even still had, that his goodwill that he even 
had towards Adam when he was in the garden when he sinned against God. He didn't he didn't kill Adam. He gave him practical wisdom. He asked Adam a question, who told you that? God will always question you. Who told you that? Because God doesn't want you to continue to uh, beat your head against the wall with the same thinking that's leading you away from him into isolation, out of your purpose. Who's going to till the land if Adam was still hiding in the bushes? Who's going to take care of that responsibility, right? God's like, I gave it to you, bro. You ain't getting out of it, but you don't have the the strength to face me in your shame. So I'm going to call you out and say, Adam, where'd you go? And that's what God does with every single human being out there. If you have a curiosity just to know who God is, um, that's your calling right there. You know, tap into your curiosity of finding out who God is, right? You know, ask yourself the question. If you're even interested in knowing who God is, that's already a sign right there. He's already trying to get your attention. You know, he doesn't show favoritism. He never has, right? So anyway, you guys, um, check yourself, right? What, what Are you living by that reverential awe? Do you understand who he is in relationship to you? That while you were still a sinner, he did die for you. He hasn't hold, held your sins against you. The very fact that you're still alive today is a blessing in itself. So that just m- must mean that he actually wants to know more of you and you need to know more of him. And he wants to have this intimacy with you, right? It says, it says he jealously longs for that. He's put his spirit in you and now he just wants you to turn towards it. And why do you think Jesus says, don't look for the kingdom of heaven outside of you. Don't look over here and people are going to say, oh, Jesus is here. Jesus is there. He goes, no, the kingdom of heaven is in you. God wants you to see him working inside of you in that type of way. How his grace has touched those parts of your heart that no one sees, right? Think about all the things in your heart that you know that's there that a lot of people don't see. You know, maybe you hide a lot of your pain or a lot of your struggle or whatever. There's, a, you know, a lot of your story. Maybe a lot of people don't know. You don't really talk about your life and what, what has happened with you or nothing because you're ashamed of it, right? You don't, or you don't know how to deal with the emotions of it. But God does. When are you going to let him show up in your life like that? When are you going to stop pretending, right? I mean, what is pretending doing for you anyway? You know, God's either in you or he's not. Make up your mind. And, you know, the Lord challenged me with that like a couple few years ago. I'm going to say five years ago when I had to make a really big decision. And I'd already been praying about this decision for a long time. And uh, I knew in my heart what I needed to do. But then I got people around me telling me it's different. But I was like, Lord, I know what I need to be doing. It's like, Ashley, you need to make up your mind. Are you talking to the air or not? Are you praying to me or not? Make up your mind. Choose today who you're going to serve. God is in you. You only need one witness of the spirit. We talked about that before. That's what Jesus said to the elders and the teachers of the law. Well, who, you know, who's your witness or whatever? And Jesus said, look, let, let every matter be established. I'm my own witness and the father. That's two witnesses. If you got a witness, you got the witness of the spirit or not. That's on you. You got to decide that. That, and that's scary, right? That's scary when you have to learn to rely on God within yourself, right? Because you don't have other people telling you what you're supposed to be doing, right? Why do you think Why do you think the Israelites wanted a king? It's way better to have someone else tell you what to do so you can blame someone else for a, a crappy outcome versus you being fully responsible for every decision that you make. At, at the end of the day, there's a lot more accountability involved with you, you know, you owning your life in every decision that you make. I'm not saying we don't look for wisdom and instruction, but at what point do people grow up, right? And rule and subdue, like God said, Adam and Eve, rule and subdue, make decisions. And if you don't know, what's it say we're supposed to do if you don't know something? It says, ask God for wisdom. We have no excuse, you guys. And it's practical wisdom. This isn't like some like weird pie in the sky, mystical, can't understand it. God, is it really you or is it not? 
It's in the daily, right? It's in your finances. If you're struggling with money, get wisdom. If you're struggling in relationships, get wisdom. What healthy, what healthy qualities need to be present in healthy relationships? Honesty, respect, right? Get some tools about relationships. Figure these things out, you guys. So anyway, you know, and are you in awe of that? Are you in awe of the fact that God can take all the knowledge you have of yourself where you lack and go ahead and replace it and give you life? You know, let God work in your heart that way, you guys. So really quick, um, I just want to share some qualities with you guys or I don't know if they're qualities. I don't even know what the heck you call them. I guess maybe characteristics, qualities. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Of humility that I'd kind of written down um, probably about a year ago in my Bible, you guys. And uh, I want to share it with you really, really quick. I'm looking for it right now. So if you can hear pages turning, I am looking at my Bible right now. I know it's in, I think it's in Proverbs. It's think it's at the very end of Proverbs, you guys. So bear with me really fast as I look for this. I don't know where it went. You guys are so patient. I wish I could find it by now, but ah, being humble. Okay, so let's talk about being humble. What does it mean to be humble, you guys? It means to recognize your limitations. Do we not all have limits in what we can and can't do? Are you not limited with your time? your resources, all these things. And this is why it's important to learn to live from the inside out. If you mean an outward no, if you mean an inward no and you say uh, yes, that is living in compulsion. That is living against your own will. That is not God. I'm gonna tell you that right now. That's confusion. That's exactly what the devil does. Why do you think Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no? If you mean no on the inside, you better be able to communicate on the outside. God, don't play that way. If you're made in his image, start acting like the one who made you, right? Stop playing around, trying to, you know, uh, earn, you know, live in the, what is that? Perfect scripture right here. The fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man. So, okay, fear of man. Are you living in a, do you see man as evil and, and pain? Or do you, are you, you know, are you in awe of man? Are we supposed to be in awe of man? Like for real, yo. Now, you shouldn't look at your fellow man as, uh, you know, perceived danger and pain because that's just judgment and assumption. That's what the devil does. And we don't fight against flesh and blood, right? We're not, we don't want to live that way. But if you live in the fear of man, right? Fear of man thinking that they're going to, you know, in, in, if you live in the fear of man, either as a way of deep respect, you know, to the point to where you don't live out your purpose, right? Like you start worshiping other people or to where you... Um, you know, see them as a threat to you, right? This is going to prove to be a snare. You know what I mean? So, yeah, because then all of a sudden you're answering yourself, you're answering to someone who's very limited in what they know, right? And God is supposed to be our judge, not man. Anyway, so do you recognize your limitations as a person? You don't know everything. Man doesn't know everything. You don't have all the resources. You're not supposed to say yes and mean no. You're supposed to live consistently, right? If you mean no, then mean no. If you mean yes, then mean yes. If you're stuck, if you're like in this, oh my gosh, yes or no, yes or no, you need to get that remedied. And that usually means that you've got some fear or something going on tied up in there. Uh, you're trying to get your approval, your acceptance from man. You've made man your judge and you've taken God out of the equation in that way, right? Because if God was going to judge you, God doesn't judge you. God hasn't come to, his mass, to these conclusions of you, right? He is, he didn't come to the world, he didn't has not come into the world to condemn you. So, um, you know, you need to really figure out who you're serving at that point. Been there, done that, you guys. That's why I talk like this, because I very much made man my God and my slave. I actually made the church my God. 
um, the church became my God because I started to um, answer to the church and everything that I did. So uh, being humble, recognize your limitations. Okay. Um, being humble is not the denial of your strengths. We talked about that. You see your weakness as God's gift to relate and receive grace. Right? So you're going to acknowledge the things that God has put in you because you're made in the image. You have, a, God has a plan, right? The heart knows its, its role and does it, right? It it pumps the blood. It owns it. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God it owns its function. Y'all better own your function and quit denying it, right? All, all in humility because you're not going to operate and then the body's going to die and it's going to be because you didn't own your strength. However, you see your you know, your weakness as a gift to, for other people to relate to you and you to receive grace from other people as well. You know, um, you don't know everything and you need what other people have. And so therefore you can, you know, get what you need from other people. You know, your function, you give out what they need and then you get what you need, right? It's like this reciprocation type of thing. All right. So, um, acknowledge that human beings were not created all knowing individuals, right? We're all babies. We come into the world and uh, we're always in the process of receiving. We as adults are in the same boat, but from another perspective. We use what we received, right, due to our lack, to grow our perspectives and to know as he knows. That is wisdom, all right? Um, the other thing with being humble is you know what you are responsible for and what you are not, right? You get yourself established, um, and that's really, really, really important. Um, if you guys have lived with, you know, codependent mindset like I have, where your well-being was dependent upon someone else, then this is going to be foundational for you to know what you're responsible for, what you're not responsible for. If you are denying yourself to the point of not getting your needs met, then you already know that that is an issue right there. You are responsible to get your needs met. You are responsible to ask for what you need. That is your job. If you're not doing that, then you got to go to the throne and ask the Lord, okay, what's up here, Lord? Why am I being like this? Why am I not taking full responsibility and taking responsibility for everyone else and everything else that is not my responsibility? Because when you start doing that and doing what everybody else wants without taking responsibility for you, you're not going to be doing what God told you to do. You're going to be doing what everybody else told you to do. All right. So you're being humble. Recognize your limitations. Acknowledge your strengths. See your weakness as an opportunity to relate and receive God's grace from him and other people. All right. Um, you live with the mindset that all hum human beings are not created all-knowing individuals, right? We come into the world, we receive from other people, we receive, and then we, op we operate that perspective that we received. And then as we grow and mature, we get to, we get to change and know as, as God knows, right? See a bigger picture, be more, be more perceptive to things. Look at things from more than one angle. That is called being shrewd. Jesus told us to be shrewd. Look from look at something from a different angle. Because if not, what's going to happen? Y'all are going to get taken advantage of, right? We don't want to be ignorant to the schemes of the enemy, all right? So anyway, you guys, um, I feel like I went all over the place today, but I did want to talk about humility. I think it's really important and just the attitudes of it. And uh, it really is an attitude of surrender and strength. So, you know, ask yourself, are you living in submission? Are you living in acknowledge of your error? Are you, do you have courage? Are you, are you willing to you know, expose your whole heart to God, everything, anything and everything in it, the good and the bad, right? Everything that he knew before you even became aware of who he is, he already knew, right? So are you getting comfortable with God in that way? Are you fearing God? Humility is the fear of the Lord. Okay. It's wages are riches and honor. So how is your humility? What is, is humility is the fear of the Lord. So what are you fearing? 
right? Do you see God as someone who's going to pen to danger and pain in your life? Or do you see him as someone you can look in awe to and reverence and be speechless, right? What's your, how is your view of God impacting the results of your life? Is your view of God and your humility, is that giving you wages, riches, and honor in life? Or is it stealing, killing, and destroying you? If your perspective of God is stealing, killing, and destroying you, you know you're not living in the right fear. God says live in awe of him. That's what he demands. Seriously. You guys, I know it's humbling, but it's, and it's something I even got to look at myself today, Lord, and say, Lord, am I living in awe of you or living in fear of you? Am I living in the fear of, oh, you're going to inflict pain in my life? Or am I living in the reality of who you really are? A God that's to be awed. You guys look at all creation, man. It's pretty amazing when you think about it, you know? So get in awe of God. Get in awe of the fact that while you were still a sinner, he died for you. Look for the evidence with inside yourself, right? And all those, all those things that you carry around, all the pain, you know, let be in awe of God by just giving him an opportunity to heal those things that you can't heal on your own, those things that you don't expose, expose it to him, expose it to the throne of grace, you guys. He loves us. He wants to heal us. He wants us to be, you know, um, it says the, the creation, you know, waits for the children of God to be revealed. Come on, you guys, let's get with it. So anyway, y'all have a wonderful weekend. Um, I'm not sure about soul food Sunday on the 23rd. Um, we are going to, uh, my husband's grandmother's house once a month now to go clean her house and spend some time with her. So we're going to be doing that. We might just do like an upload or something. I'm not too sure what we're going to do for that day. We might just upload something and just try to encourage you guys with maybe a conversation we're having or whatever. We do want to show up and encourage you guys. So no live video that day, but there will probably be an upload. Um, But you guys check out uh, Soul Food Sunday or no, Food for Thought Friday on Facebook, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell. Um, I show up every Friday just to share with you guys the things that the Lord is bringing into my life just to encourage you guys. And uh, as far as next week, what are we even talking about? You guys, I'm not too sure yet. I'm going to look through my life coach notes and I'm going to see, okay, Lord, what's next here? I want to give space, you know, for the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, I can, I can walk you guys through the process I went through and I'm doing that, but I at least want to create that space of God, you know, is there something that I need to throw into this thing? You know, how, how can I, you know, make it a fuller picture? And that's what I'm trying to do, you guys. So anyway, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you guys for your time. I hope this episode encouraged you. Continue to share with your friends, you guys. Leave a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And I will see you guys on Monday.